and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. We missed you last week. Uh, we weren't on, of course. Life gets in the way of uh, lots of things. We, we do get busy, but we've plenty to chat about uh, this week. Um, we said we'd give James an extra week as well to <laughs> get over his Rosh's hangover um, that he would have had from the Towns Cup win. And, of course, we're going to kick off the chat with that with Tom Crotty from Car Rugby Club, James Blanchfield from uh, Kilkenny. Uh, James, we have to start with G. Uh, what like earlier in the season, we have to set this in context. There was COVID, there was lads injured, you know, there was doom and gloom uh, in the league for Kilkenny. Where are we going to be? You know, we're fighting to stay in Division 1A. You know, the them games were hairy enough down to a, a Tim uh, Corkery kick at one stage as well. And then turn it around and you have a Towns Cup now in your back pocket. First time in 20 odd years. Happy days. Yeah, do you know what? I don't think personally. I always knew, and a lot of people in Kenny always knew that when we got our full strength team back on the pitch, that we would compete. But not only compete, that we could probably nobody could match us with our full strength team. And I think the Leinster League. Yeah, we go back to the beginning of the Leinster League. Gory away, scrum walls cost us that game. Then we won two games on the bounce, and then we just injuries, and we went on this absolute horrible run of form. Um, we beat we beat Sutton at Kilkenny, um, and um, we beat Dundalk at Kilkenny, and then it just went on this absolute horrible run of form to the stage where we had Monkstown at home. And I think we shipped about 57 points to seven against Monkstown. And guys were hurting after that game. And I remember that man on the screen, I remember speaking to Jake McDonald in the front room the night of the Monkstown game. And he was hurting. And I spoke to him again last Sunday night about that same conversation that him and I had in, in the front room that night. And... The rhetoric was the same. When we get our full-strength team back on the pitch, we know nobody will compete with us. Turn Christmas, Bechtoff at home. We should have beaten Bechtoff at home, but we realised then that we can compete with our full-strength team. The lads got belief. With a minute to go in the Dundalk game, not a minute to go, a minute into overtime, it was game over. We were relegated. We went over in the corner... Hugh Corkery nailed that conversion. <clears throat> More belief. Stevie Ashmore spoke about lads sticking together. They stuck together. We beat Ashburn at home. We secured our position in the league. Happy days. Into Cup. And um, Eden Derry away, we beat them. Then we had Carlo at home. That was like, Carlo at home was the winning of the, league, the, winning of the Cup for us, I think. Um, it kind of was a real Cup affair. Then... Just look at the cup final last week. I suppose Dundalk in the semi-final. We we stacked our bench with forwards. That gamble paid off. And Ashburn in the final, lads, you know. I think it's a just reward for the guys, you know. I mean, I always knew somewhere deep down that there was a cup in this team. And in fairness, there is a cup in them. They've won it. But the performance against Ashburn was just... It was just on point. It was kind of... I believe it was the culmination of what has been a whole lot of bitter disappointment this year with performances, with guys being injured, with heads being down, 
to getting guys back, to getting the culture going, to get the right atmosphere in the camp to the point then where they absolutely just blew Ashburn away. We went into the game against Ashburn with our full-strength team, our full-strength squad. And on that note, you know, there's three guys, two guys who, a couple of few guys who deserve credit. And Lyndon Brannigan being one, like he's played first all season long. He played the first round of the cup, but didn't make the semi-final and final squad. Um, Andrew Warner being another guy who came back to us. Kieran Sutton. There's so many guys who contributed during the season that weren't in the in the cup squad. But some guys came in and made a difference. Joe Moynihan being one, you know, Joe was injured all season, but came back for the semi-final and final to do a job in the scrum. He did his job in the scrum. Um, but on the final, like Ashburn, we knew what we were going to get from Ashburn. I don't think they really expected what they were going to get from us because our full-strength team had been, hadn't been tested until Cup Rugby, particularly Carlo, the Carlo came at Kilkenny, um, which realistically was the biggest test in the Cup that we faced this year. But um, in the final, we just played unbelievable attack at rugby. We were under pressure in the scrum early on, um, but we got we got parity in the scrum. Then we got scrum dominance. Once we had that, we were home and hosed. I think um, our set piece was our line our, out of touch. Our set piece was immaculate. Um, Wes took a couple of air balls. Um, our back row was superb in the final. Everyone was superb, but. It goes to show the difference of having an out-and-out season number nine. That was probably one of the key points for us was Jake's performance in the semi-final and final. Um, Jake Jake McDonald set the tone with the first up-and-under from the kickoff. Um, he absolutely paced it, um, the, the Ashbourne full-back, I think it was from that kickoff. And You know what? I'm not going to dwell, and not, I don't mean this negatively, on Ashbourne because they're a good side. Um, their game plan was a little bit rudimentary for my eyes. It was easy read, but I think the Towns Cup has to go down to the performance of our guys. We're saying to ourselves, if we got them on a dry day, what could we have done with, when our backs could have gotten a real cut at them? But um, I was chatting with Stevie Ashmore the other day, and the level of support that we got from the Southeast clubs, like, I mean, the number of messages that came in from Carlo, from Tullo, from New Ross, Wickler, or, um New Ross and Escorty, Wexford. It's been phenomenal. You know, all of those clubs came to us, supported us. Debbie Carty was one of the most vocal people at the match last Sunday week. Look at, we're just, look at, people are so happy. There was a huge party in Kilkenny. It was a three or four day party, I'd say. Um, <coughs> luckily, there was no podcast last week because I wouldn't say it would have been any fit state to join it. But, you know, it's, it's great. And then the girls going on winning their cup final last week, last Sunday or Saturday as well. Look, it's just been a great finish to the season for the club. The seconds had a good run in the plate. They got a lot of atmosphere around the setup. Um, there's been a couple of retirements from the men's team. Um, Simon O'Hara, who joined us three years ago from Waterford City, he's living in Kilkenny and married up here. He's after hanging up the boots. But special mention has to go to Martin Lahey. Um, Mort came down to us from a tie ten years ago when Stevie Stevie Ashmore came to us first. And he's given everything to Kenny for 10 years. Um, as I said to someone recently, he arrived with a, an old chapped out Kildare GA bag over his shoulder uh, to play a J2 match against Cardo in Cardo. And 10 seasons later, he is a Leinster League Division 2A, two Leinster League Division 1Bs, a Towns Plate, a Southeast League, 
and I suppose the cherry on top being a Towns Cup medal, and it's not a, it's not a bad way for Mort to go out. Um, but he's been a fair servant to Kenny for the last ten seasons, so he's going to be a loss to us. His personality alone in the team is going to be a hard thing for us to replace. But you know what? Our name is on the Towns Cup, and uh, it's twenty year gap bridged. Um, funnily, we've won now six. What is it? Six Towns Cups, and Jerry McDonald has been involved in four of them as a player in 86, as a coach in 2001 and 2002, and as director of rugby this year. So it's a, it's a fair achievement for Jermac and uh, his his young fella, Aidan, or Jake, captain, who's captained us to it. So McDonald's have been instrumental in everything that we're doing as a club. So um, look, at, we're delighted. We're, we're absolutely delighted. And I'm happy for Dave O'Connor, and I said it to, to the Bull Hennessy and uh, Johnny in the post-match interview, it would have been very easy for another coach to throw their hat at it when things were going really, really wrong, kind of from November through to January. Um, but Dave kept his finger on the pulse. He kept the atmosphere right. He was getting young fellas into the team to top up the team. Some of those young fellas didn't make the cup squad as well. But Dave O'Connor, Steve Ashmore, John Buckley, Eamon Dooley, Eamon Dooley particularly, and a lot of what Eamon did manager went on scene. But you know, they've just all worked so hard to achieve this and we're delighted. Absolutely. And congratulations, James. We're all, Absolutely. I think, very, very happy to see that as well, following progress all year. We were here talking about all those uh, down-in-the-dump stories and all that earlier in the season and that as well. But to turn it around and, and get a Towns Cup is uh, is, yeah. is incredible stuff as well. Yeah. Um, Tom, your thoughts just, on it? Just on the point, yeah. though, of, the, of all the Southeast club contacting us, like, we're like we're immensely thankful to all of the clubs for the support that they've shown us. You know, I think there's probably been a little bit of a turn in the southeast in the last little while. That we're all probably becoming a little bit closer as clubs, and I put a lot of that down to the work that Debbie Carty has been doing, and southeast reps and clubs have been doing over the last few years. So, just a word of mention to the southeast branch for their support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, huge congratulations to Kilkenny. Um, you've worked bloody hard for it, so um, nobody knows more than us because um, we've had first hand, first hand, first hand information from start to finish the season on Kilkenny. So I mean, we knew when you had your down days and we knew when you had up days. But I think you, I think that run into the cup final that you had, um, you know, uh, meeting. Meeting Eden Derry in fairness, who gave who gave you a fair whacking, I think it was the, in the, in the, into the first half, and you know that leathered you up. Uh, then you had us, you know, we threw the kitchen sink at it against G, um, a phenomenal game, and then to play Dundalk, another 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 tough 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 game coming into it, and to get to that's how you win cups. I mean, you have to get through. People go, oh, you know, the draw when we saw like we you know. We knew we were going to play Kilkenny. It was like, Grand, you have to. If we wanted to win the cup this year, we had to beat G. And if you want to win G, you have to beat us. So it, it's it. it's simple as cup rugby. Um, I said before, but in, you know, every, everything has to align and you make your own look. You know, things, if you're playing well, things go your way. Every, things start going your way. And we would say it's like when we were winning Towns Cups in Carlo. It was the bounce of a ball. It was Harry kicking, Harry kicking ball. You know penalties. It's, they don't necessarily have to be the best team all the time. It's no. to be consistently 
work as a, as a as a unit and as a team and I have to say to Kenny really pulled it together as it like from you know from one to 23 or 24 25 coming into that coming i know you had lads who didn't make and it's it's a horrible horrible thing um like uh, back in the back in the day you didn't even get a medal if you didn't finish on the pitch so yeah uh, you know and you actually didn't get a medal there was no replacement medals no no you couldn't buy a medal to add to it you just got nothing and that's how important the town's cup is but just to see the whole atmosphere coming into it i think you know it's 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 a huge sporting event and i anybody out there who you know looks at rugby as a sport i think all you had to do was look at the atmosphere and unlike other sports you hit the nail in the head james unlike other sports we actually support each other yeah. You know, area support. <laughs> now it's not going to say we won't support the Navins or this, but they open their own areas. People support their own. Like the southeast is a massive thing. We have, we're phenomenal down here. We have, we have such a great underage system coming through. You know, from from the girl from the girls from under sixteens up at base. You know, the southeast teams the same base for the boys. Like all that extra training and coaching that comes through the southeast, the the support that you have underage. Um, built on then into into the into the junior into the the southeast junior committee like it's it's huge huge support and all like players get so much out of it and, and any yeah. of those players coming back to your club are one you know they've they have experience and um, we would notice now and I'm, I'm sure you would notice from youths that kids that go off and they play southeast and you know maybe get a run it's it's maybe get a run into into the Leinster, but it's not even about making Leinster. It's the extra coaching and the fantastic coaching and facilities that we have at South East, as a Southeast um as a Southeast unit that those players come back to your club and you know they pass on to other young lads. It it, it just adds it adds so much. So you're you know you you hit the nail in the head. We do what we do owe an awful an awful lot of thanks to the nobody realizes the work that goes on behind the scenes, you know. From, yeah, and it's easy for people to get out of management. Yeah, it's easy for people to find problems, you know, and, you know, but like the work that's going in at club level, and you're right in southeast level. I'm seeing it. I'm on the coaches group with Kenny. Every night there's a group of kids gone somewhere with the southeast. You know, yeah. be it under fourteen girls, boys, the whole way up. There's someone. There's, there's kids gone everywhere. And your comment there on coaching, like and going away. That can only bring like there's yeah there's probably ninety eight ninety five percent of the team of the squads don't make of the club squad don't make the southeast selection, but the five percent that are there the ten percent whatever it is, they're coming back and they can only improve the players around them as well you know and it's kind of a it's a cascading kind of culture that what you're doing in southeast you're bringing back to the clubs, and you know a young fella might a young girl might see. Johnny, who's down with the southeast, doing something, and he'll start picking up on it. You know, it's it's kind of monkey see, monkey do kind of stuff. Yeah, I I, I just think I I think we're blessed. We're no, we have a, a we're blessed to be in to be in a situation that we're surrounded by clubs that actually do support each other, mm. and uh, like even picking up picking up the phone to host finals or to to host semi final. You know, anytime yeah yeah. I run a 14s competition, the Leinster 14s competition. Anytime I've asked for help from any Southeast club, or we're talking to the to the lads in the Southeast, they're being 
they go above and beyond to help you out, you know. And yeah, to see the talent, to see the talent that's there, uh, is absolutely un- unreal. And you know, for any parents, if there are any doubts about their kids playing rugby, just they should come and watch them because, uh, and just see the support. It is a phenomenal. We have, a, we are blessed. We actually have a phenomenal sport. You know, Hopefully now is, we can get kind of the southeast selection back this year for a for a, for for a tour back over to Upper Avon over in, over in Swansea for a trip. <laughs> yes, Brockett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. onto the scene. But uh, you know, just, just just what you were saying around the cup, Tom. I was actually was chatting with someone the other day over a pint. It was a drunken pint as well as you'd expect after uh, the night of the cup final. But we were, and it's no consolation to you. But the toughest opposition that we faced in the cup was ye. I like would like to think, and I said it the last day out, I don't see anything stopping you guys kicking on from the season you've had. Oh, absolutely! Like we were, um, like we're thrilled with the what there was. I know it didn't get co- it didn't come out in silverware from from a first point of view. But like our seconds one went unbeaten in the league. Um, one one mess up so far this year. We lost against Gory. But if we had the team we had played on Sunday. We were just caught playing Gore at the wrong time. We were missing mm. a bit of experience. We had no experience on the pitch. We had a bit of experience back on the pitch on Sunday. Like we played played Kilkenny on Sunday, and like it was, like, like, there was some serious players on that Kilkenny team too. There was, Do you know, and we kind of said, "Jeez, that this is going to be absolutely flat to the board." But our lads went out, and I, there was just something there. There was a hunger there. Like mm. I know there's a. Double hunger. I know you probably had a bit of a hangover. We had double hunger because we had like the last tick, the last day yourselves in the town's cup was rammed down onto the kind of you know let's we didn't want to go out twice to Kilkenny, and the other thing then was the was the fact we were really peeved over losing to and losing to Gore or losing to Enniscorthy. Like realistically, we shouldn't have lost shouldn't have lost that game with the squad that we have, but just. We just hit it on a, an unfortunate day. We were missing a few key players, and and that just mm. and they had a couple of foul heads up. That's rugby, but we're delighted with the season. We're happy. We're happy as a club. We're we're very happy. Uh, we want to move on now. To hopefully we'll try and win that second place. We we're playing um, was it at by North Mead uh, selection or combination uh, in the final. They beat Burr, so like that won't be an easy game. But um, the lads are hungry. But it's great, yeah. But isn't it great to have lads that want to actually go training? (laughs) Do you know? I know we cancelled training tonight because it was a few sore, but it was sore bodies after Sunday, and we had the lads had two tough games. They beat Gory and Gory, you know. So now, but they want to go back training on Thursday. So fingers crossed, they'll uh, you know they'll do the business. Yeah, Leinster uh, Juniors, good selection for re- good representation from the three clubs as well. You yeah. know, I think two from Tolo, two from Carlo, two from Kilkenny, isn't it? Uh, yeah. One, one from Tolo, was it Frank? Or... No, no, two, two from the two, two definitely from Tolo. There's Jack Mack and uh, Stephen is there as well. Yeah, Stephen's there yeah. as well. And Wes Carter, actually, congratulations to Wes. He selected as captain this year, so um, Wes has been. Big, a big player for us this year. Just congratulations to him on his selection as captain. Yeah, I think they went out. They lost to the last uh, Ulster in the first game. But um, they, I was talking to Corey afterwards, and Corey said, well, they could have lost by a lot more or they could have won it. So okay. <laughs> that was kind of the way it went. They went with the bomb squad. They went with, they had a big bench. They put like that. 
they went with five five forwards and two backs um because of Ulster were seemingly the their size but I, I don't know I didn't get to that game hopefully I might get to yeah. see the next one but they had a lot of Instonians yeah. guy in their pack and I watched Instonians versus Bective and their Instonian scrum was savage yeah I know yeah um, our women our women just to mention them I can't move on without mentioning I know you're probably going to come to it anyway Stephen but congratulations oh, no, work on it. Yeah. they um they 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 they, they really themselves up from the disappointment of the league, missing out in the league on scoring difference or try scored, I think is what it was. But um in fairness to them, they've recovered and Paddy Moss and Mags and Co, they all deserve great credit for what they've done. Um how they've pulled women's rugby pretty much out of the dike, out of the dikes back into into um back into the su- success that they're having. You know, because it was on a low ebb here in Kilkenny 2015-16. We lost our team, the fell asunder. They were on the ground, below the ground. And the Moss, the Moss sisters, um, the, um, Aoife Kelly, Rosie Miller, all of these players, they just came out. And I think the success for the women on Saturday has been the culmination, again, of a lot of work by a lot of people. And I don't really want to get into naming names, but... I think Mags Hennessy deserves a major kudos and a thanks from Kilkenny Rugby Club for sticking by her guns and keeping women's rugby going in Kilkenny when it would have been very easy to fall off, to fall away. And we as a club admittedly took our eye off the ball in 15-16, but Mags was the driving force to keep it going and she brought Gary Brickle in behind her and Derek Lawler, Peter Hart, Mary Louise Brody and Paddy, uh, Paddy Moss himself. And you know what? It's the I think it's I will stand to be corrected, but I think it's the first women's trophy ever to come back to Kilkenny. We're playing women's rugby in Kilkenny since 1998, and uh, you know what? It's the first women's trophy. And massive credit to them all. Um, Aoife Kelly there was captain, and uh, Emer Kelly, apologies, was captain. And boy, God, lad, she is some rugby player. She's number 13. She has everything. She has hands. She has speed. She has power. If she sees the gap. She goes through it. She um, put you a try scored as well this season. She try scored. But funnily enough, she's emulated her old man. Her old man was part of the 1986 team that won the Towns Cup. So it was nice. It was a nice little thing for her there. Her father, Paddy Kelly, or the block, as he's better known. Um, mm. Great to see them win it. You know, we're delighted. We're absolutely thrilled for them. And um, they, they deserve it. Absolutely. And uh, huge success as well for Tullow over the weekend. Of course, Johnny's not here to, today to talk about it, but the men's and the women's side uh, winning as well. The women win the Paul Flood uh, Cup. Yeah, great team there as well. And uh, they, they won it only a couple of years ago as well, but great work being done in Tullow with that. And the lads, of course, did as well as they could this season. This says winning the town's played and sending off their... They're a coach in style as well. Um, he's going to be a huge loss, uh, so he is. Um, He'd be delighted for Morris. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that was the I think that was the key factor with the lads coming back. I was talking to um, Paddy Brown, the president, and you know, most years a lot of a lot of clubs will just kind of go off. Oh, you go out and you you know you come to the place and you go, oh right, you know, you, you might decide to play kind of dribble along in it, but. Um, Tullow regrouped after after the league and and 
after the well after going out in the cup and they seem to have regrouped. They have a good bunch. Twelve Walls have a good bunch of lads there. They're very close and uh, they brought in a couple of young fellas there. Uh, it was two Johnson, the two Johnson brothers, Robin's two sons. They're both like both two fine young fellas. They came in on board on that. So um, they had a big big push because of Morris. I think to go win to go win that play. So fair juice to them and and hats mm-hmm. off. They had um, a very successful weekend as it goes with underage and and uh, and with the women's the, the fine women's team and Anaho and the and uh, I can't remember the other and Pookies they had the two coaches did a, obviously did a great job with them too. Seattle, they're lined up there with the men there the second team as well. Uh, I thought he was retired. Player <laughs> um, like Aho will never be retired. He's, no, he's like Simon no. Manuel at like just. He'll always come out. I guarantee you, lads, you'll see Aho back playing again next year at some stage. 100%. Yeah. And, of course, the talk, we, we interviewed Alex O'Brien uh, on our sports show last night just about that win at the weekend. And we were talking about uh, her brother, Sean, who's retired. And uh, the rumours have been swirling around about Sean coming back to Toronto Tullow jersey. And uh, it's gathering a bit of steam now. So now, now there's a rule around that, I believe, though. Because I, I remember Tatonians got in trouble a few years ago when Tom Sexton came back from the Queensland's Reds and went straight into junior rugby. Uh, I think there's a rule where you have we can't go straight from professional rugby back to junior rugby. I think there needs to be a two-year gap. Now, I don't uh, know if it's true. And I hope it's not because I'd love to see Sean play for Tolo. Absolutely. Uh, I think, believe it or not, I think that rule is in there. It was brought in for um, a safety point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what we're told. But um, Who, who's safety now? His, what? his or <laughs> who's safety? Well, there's two ways. There's two ways. There's two ways of looking at. I'm he's sure Sean. Uh, so, Come on, Tom. Well, I'd be. Uh, uh, there's two ways of looking at that. I'm sure. I'm sure Sean would love to be trying to to roll over a few a few black and ambers and a few black and whites on his way and. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I could see him doing that with a smile on his face. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, you'll also have young, lad, young lads trying to have a cut of him. So, yeah. I, saw, I saw when Golov was with us, when Golov came to play see the two seasons with Kenny after he left Munster back, geez, mid, early, mid 2000, what, 2005, 2004, 2005. The man had a target on his back. Everywhere he went, is all people want. I remember seeing him up at Nace one day. Is all people wanted to do was not just tackle him; they wanted to absolutely kill him. Like I mean, <laughs> I remember seeing one rock and lads going into rocks, and it was like river dance. They were just, you know, there were lads were going to rocks looking for him. I, I actually felt sorry for him. Now, look, that was back in the day when you could do that, but um, you have a big target on your back, and it can be very frustrating for a player as well to come down to junior level and from AIL or from 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 from, from, from pro rugby like that. But it does work two ways, Tom. You know, like I, I said, I saw it with Gallif. That day up in Nace, the stuff that was done to him was absolutely criminal. Um, but you couldn't blame it. I'd have done the same. Like, you would have done the same. You have a fella there who's been playing pro rugby for a few years. Of course you're going to try and go and have a cut-off. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, uh... I saw Mano Kelly when he was with um, and Mike Ross when they were with Malahide a few years ago. Like, it was the very same. Oh, that's it. So you had it. Hold on now, miss. We had the other end of that too. We had um, we had to play against Willie Duggan and 
and uh, he was the nicest and, man you'll ever come across on a pitch. I am I'm sure there's a few lads backs and stuff and I have something to say about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but yeah. looking at look, back on point, you'd love to see Sean playing for Tolo. I think it'd be I so you know, but I can't, I, I personally I can't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. two years is a long time to wait for a back row as well. You know, they get yeah. shape or whatever, possibly, you know, you never know like what, what's well, going I'm happen. sure he has I'm sure he has an awful lot on his plate at the moment trying to figure out where he's going because I mean he's fat the farm there and, and all so on. And he's such a nice fella as well, you know. Actually, yeah. He sent us our best regard best wishes for the cup final as well. And when yeah. we lost when we lost in fourteen, he came back to Kenny on the bus with us when Ashburn beat us in Tullow, like he's He's one of the nicest fellas you'll come across. Ah, yes. Sean is a very nice guy. Very nice guy. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. We won't rule out coaching with the team next year anyway, depending on where yeah. he is, if he's still in London or whether he comes home. It's all, it all remains to be seen. Um, Tom is yeah. having the chats there. Just put him on mute there for a second. <laughs> so, so, um, so, James, yeah, for a lot of success uh, underage. Sorry, Tom, I'll unmute you there now. It's been a great season yeah, no, for Young fella came in, sorry. <laughs> and he's not even that young you anymore. Know, <laughs> you know, I have a list here, like, just to suppose, not to be hogging it with how great Kenny are, but, you know, we've won the Towns Cup, we've won the Women's Cup, the under-14 girls won a plate, the under-18 girls won the Southeast plate, the under-13 boys are in a plate final and Donny Brook this coming Monday. Um, you know, so... They'll all remember that, but we cannot take our eyes off the target that winning the cup is only short-term success. We need to park it now, and you know their names on the cup, but you need to prepare for next season, don't we? And planning and getting things right because you know September's not going to be coming. No, no. You know, and there'll be players moving on, and there'll be players coming in, and you know that group of players now from us are gone down in history, and they'll never be forgotten. Absolutely. That's all it's all about. A bit of a legacy there. And we spoke about it here the last few weeks about legends that are made, Towns Cup winners yeah. that we still talked about in years to come. You know, remember that lad, Doc O'Connor, you know, you know, he won his Towns yeah. Cup in 2022 and to be talking about in 20 years time. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's great stuff. Uh, Tolo, lots of uh, wins this weekend as well. They are under 18s, won their plate final as well. They're under 13s in action as well. Um, yeah, they yeah, and with some of the girls' teams and that as well, Tom. Um, great success uh, locally as well. It's great to see, uh, of course, here as well. And um, Tom, when is your played final, your second played final? Um, hopefully not next this weekend. Hopefully the eighth. Eighth May. Hopefully we're trying to we're trying to aim for, trying to get that in. It's I know it's a week later than expected, but there's weddings and a lot on this weekend. So I think in the bank holiday, I think they were happy enough to. To put put it onto the eighth as well, so yeah, this weekend, absolutely, it's the way to do it. Yeah, great stuff. So great to have a, a good positive chat, I suppose, with the local stuff. Um, uh, just really briefly before we wrap up uh, the podcast, just in terms of Leinster, Munster into URC action. Now you've got Connacht and Leinster down in South Africa. Uh, the Leinster, uh, lads, unlucky, I suppose, not to win last weekend as well, sort of beaten at the death. Uh, with a relatively, and I suppose we can say it, a very, very young side sent down there as well. So it's not the worst. And of course, Munster have kept their 
momentum going, James, after uh, after their win over Exeter as well in the Champions yeah. Cup. They sort of kept that into the URC. You, you see it a bit of a spark back in there as well. You can, you yeah. can. I think you were down. You were down at the Exeter game, Tom. It was it was incredible. It was absolutely phenomenal. There's just just the atmosphere, the whole thing. Ah, look. I, I think they have. Um, I think the fact that they've got their coaching tickets sorted um, mm. for next season kind of might have settled things down a little bit. Um, when you say ticket, it appears like it appears in the media. What the media are saying is like the ticket is finalised by all accounts. It's looking like Liamy Prendergast coming in, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Like it's no. Um, I. Think they're still look they're still off the mark. I mean, it was phenomenal for Leinster to think that Leinster can go down with with a separate coach and take it. Like they have still have their coaches at home, coaches down there, a full squad in Dublin, mm. a full squad down below. Like it's just un unbelievable. They're, and they're I, and I know people are kind of saying, geez, you know, it's a very young team to throw them down. But I tell you, those lads will be blooded like they've never been blooded before, you know, playing yeah. that's playing the South Africans. They'll come back a different side. And the only worries, Kelleher came back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He got yeah, a bit of an eagle. Yeah. I think they're, he, they're worried with him and also James, uh, the other hooker. Um, James, um, James Tracy. James Tracy. Tracy. He's, I think he has a bit of an eagle too, so. Tell me this, lads. Was there a worried. contentious try against Leinster, was there? Uh, was there a something around a foot in touch or something? Or I didn't see the game, but I was traveling. But I, th- I think it was, was that there, it was not, wasn't Lencer's try, it was the um, uh, South the, Africa try, the South Africa try. Um, okay, yeah, there was a very obviously, I think, a foot in touch, and it just not. Oh, it was product, was it? It no, you're right. I think it's it was it was kind of, it wasn't the Leinster game. It was kind of kind of and Connacht did very well. I mean, Connacht mm. got a good win. Um, like that's they they've actually beaten all the South African teams they've played. <laughs> yeah, I like Andy Friend's honesty, lads. I think he, you know, when they play well, very he admits honest, they play well. When they lose, he says, yeah, he gives like there's no beating around the bush. He gets to the reason. Um, when they win and play poorly. You know, I think his honestly after the Leinster game was brilliant. Like he said, they're probably not better players than us, but they're better professionals. You know, yeah. it takes a lot for a coach to come out with a comment like that about his players. Well, I like the fact he went, he went, he went down to he's gone to South Africa, leaving behind the players that are not going to be there next season. So he's only bringing the team that's actually going to be there next season. Yeah, he left the the couple behind. Uh, I think Leinster actually going to, after watching Jenkins play again against Munster, he's starting to come into. For he's a, he's a good, he's a good uh, He's a massive up. unit, and he's also got hands because he gave a couple of really nice <laughs> offloads. Um, I think that's a really, really, really good purchase. A very, a very cute purchase by by Leinster. Yeah. Um, I thought Thomas O'Hearn had a great game for Munster again. Um, Young Nellan was had a had a really ah, good game. There's a lot of a lot of good good players. I didn't like Lowry at ten. I thought Lowry that didn't work. Didn't attack a 10. He's very, really, really, like he's a very, very good footballer. He gets more space at 15, but I think he just went to the line, didn't take the ball to the line, just passed, took it up, passed, took it up, passed. Didn't, was no attacking threat. And um, I thought Madigan coming down the second half gave them, gave them far, far more options. And it'd be interesting to see now who they'll pick because yeah. I think uh, isn't uh, Burns is still out this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see who they'll pick it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
at 10. And I think Madigan is so under, Madigan's underused, lads. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think he's fantastic attack and 10. Like. Yeah. I think the, uh, the other thing at the weekend, I mean, after watching the, the Irish ladies, I think it's a just was a horrible thing to, to to watch. I think they were phenomenal in the first half. I thought mm-hmm. the sec the second half they were just completely outmuscled, outgunned um, by a professional side. I think they're going to seriously have to do something about it because, yeah. uh, like England have twenty. They just sort of afterwards. England have tw- they have twenty eight professional contracts. Yeah, well, they uh, the Italians now have twenty five full professional contracts. France have con- uh, professional contracts, and Wales are after bringing in professional contracts. Our girls are still. Uh, trying to put down full-time jobs they're taking yeah. this crap of taking seven players or there's actually there's seven players gone to the sevens plus the two the team there's nine players out of that team missing absolutely they need crazy. to get their priorities right here like the priority has come, to be the 15s game but this is coming through the system and yeah. uh, i don't mind who's listening at the moment because it, it's a case we had the same the same thing with leinster after picking a sevens taking an under 16s girls sevens um, picking girls out to do sevens to for sevens that is is also in right in the middle of all the 16s finals. Like, that's is yeah. absolutely whoever thought it was absolutely sorry, no, it's just not right because sevens go play it in the summer or something, but yeah. don't affect the girls that are girls now are already trying to be in the south. Like, there's enough to be southeast, but they're not developed enough to take them out, they're trying to play with their teams. And then they're taking out the cant. They're going to training for this sevens and playing sevens. Are we a seven? Are you playing sevens? Are you playing fifteen? Sevens is not play, paid either. They go on the trips. They come back. They go back to their jobs. They go back to college. It's not like no. make up your mind, guys, because Thanks. I think it's, you're going to destroy girls rugby if you start taking yeah. kids out at that age yeah. for sevens. It just in in the middle of seasons. I just thought it was disgraceful this year mm-hmm. because girls like to go. They had the trials for fair enough in the middle of it, and then they go and they have this these tournaments played right in the middle of the 16th finals, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's that's you know what that's brainless stuff. Like, I'm sorry, it is brainless stuff. Do you know we every like James, you you thought how hard it is to put your women's team together. We haven't got a women's team, um, but we are working really hard with Tolo trying to get keep the rhinos going. Um, we had really like we had a quite a successful year with the 16s at least the girls got ruby got a couple of new girls gone in uh we don't have rhinos at the 18s next year's around so it'll be tolo doing with the 18s girls but there's a couple of girls who are gone playing uh from say from carlo who are going to play will play 18s next year with them but we'll have the rhinos again at 16s and 14s and hopefully in a year's time we'll have rhinos for three years but the reason being is we're, like, we're only a small county we've two two rugby teams in it um you know it's hard to get it's hard to get that amount of girls we're trying to give them the best uh coaching and facilities that we can and i if this is the case that they're going to be already going to be fighting against us the work that we're doing it's you know it's just just not right absolutely just not right yeah well i suppose in the bigger picture i see neve briggs was interviewed interview today she says that professionalism is coming you know and it needs and it you're, you're dead right everything you're saying there it's 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 farcical yeah it's a it's, it's, it's a it's a tough call i mean there was something said fifteen thousand or something at the, at the ireland england match last weekend and i'm sure that'll nearly double by the when you go to play the grand slam between france and england 
mm-hmm. you know, so there's going to be 30. So the numbers are rising to watch the games, but it is not pleasant to watch because we're not, if we can't, whatever about the big guns, we're going to be so far behind. We're so far behind England and France that it's going to take years to catch up with those, but we should be able to compete with the other three. You know, we should be should be playing really like playing well against Scotland, Italy, and 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 Wales, and that should be look. We should be competing, like well competing and beating those teams, and then giving France and England a, a good game, but not being beaten yeah. by sixty something points to nil. That just that's just it's not good to watch. It's not good for girls to be watching yeah. and cheer on and cheer on. But we just have to look. It's it's another day and another. We're not going know, to sell. No, and I and I just terrified because the women's rugby is flying around, and you know we're trying so hard to get in girls playing. If they when they get going, they're, they're so good to coach. They're you know they pick up things very quicker than the boys. They ask questions. They, they talk like the lads don't talk. They have they have so much potential there, but you know, and we try to give them the support. So, but they have to have someone to look up to too. You know, if we want yeah. to keep them going, but they I mean to start out this thing with sevens and, and 15s and just have a team that's going to actually compete that we can ha- say to our girls, come on, let's get in the bus and head to head to the Aviva. And please, God, we'll see them in the Aviva at some stage when we are a full house at the RDS. And you can bring a bus up and Ireland are playing yeah. and, and we're not afraid to say, oh, God, we're going to get hammered here. We should be going up for a good game. We know that yeah, our girls, the girls, can, the girls have will have people to look up to yeah so, lads, that's my rant yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million uh tom crotty from carla rugby club james blanchard from kilkenny uh, uh great stuff to talk about it's brilliant to be able to talk about winning towns cups plates uh and uh everything else as well it's uh it's good um we're getting towards the end of the season i suppose we're still uh, a bit of rugby, seconds rugby, and other bits and pieces to be played still, uh, and some underage uh, games as well. And of course, we'll be kept going with the uh, URC and the Heineken Cup for a while. And of course, Ireland are heading off to New Zealand during the summer as well. So there'll be plenty of chat about that a year out from the World Cup. But that's it from the knock on for tonight. Thanks to Tom and James, and we're back next week. 